book of Sirach tells us that the greater you are, the more you must humble yourself. Why is that? Well, it's like a monkey and a tree. The higher the monkey climbs the tree, the more of its butt you see. <laughs>
the gospel says simply Jesus was going for a meal. Jesus wants to be with people. Jesus wants to be with us. And we can dine with him every day. We can dine with him with our prayer, our meditation, cultivating opportunities each day to have these encounters with the Lord. We can dine with Jesus at Mass, where he feeds us with his word. Jesus feeds us with the gift of himself in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And just think for a moment that the Lord Jesus so humbles himself, he makes himself vulnerable, coming under the appearance of bread and wine, but in actual fact, they are his body and blood. And he just loves us so much that he's willing to do that, even though he knows that he will, in some instances, be abused. Some people will be indifferent. Some people just won't care at all. Jesus is present in every single tabernacle all over the world. And I sometimes think about the churches and the chapels, you know, where he has been forgotten. Hours, days, nobody comes to spend time with Jesus in the Eucharist. And so the Lord, he's done that. He's humbled himself so much. And in reflecting upon humility, I just want to share with you a couple of things. Well, three things, actually. <laughs> three things. Three things about humility. First, a couple of definitions. One definition I heard, and this comes from 12-step recovery, is that humility is living your life according to your right size. So I accept the reality of who I am, where I come from. I don't try to be somebody else. I don't in become an imposter, live in some kind of fantasy world. I just live according to who I am, knowing fundamentally and first and foremost that I am a beloved child of God. And the other definition that I've come across is that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but instead thinking of yourself less often. So I don't think less of myself. I don't consider myself to be second class or going through life in steerage class at the bottom of the pile. I don't think that I'm one of the houseboy where I live. I don't think I'm just here, you know, taking up space and I'm maybe an inconvenience to people or I think that I really have nothing to offer or I'm just, you know, little old me, what can I do, right? That attitude. I don't, th I don't think less of myself because God doesn't think less of me. He doesn't think less of you. God is always thinking about us and is always desiring what is best for us, always caring for us, not comparing us to each other. So I don't think less of myself, but I strive to think of myself less often. That is, I put myself second or third, I'm willing to surrender, willing to sacrifice. How can I be of service? I recognize that all that I have is a gift from God. And so I just want to orient my whole life to be of much more, much more valuable and much more of, of a, an offering to the Lord. Well, Lord, what would you have me do? Lord, how would you have me serve? And the second dimension of humility that I considered and share with you here today is about where we sit. Jesus said, when you go to the wedding banquet, sit at the lowest place. 
when I enter into a social circumstance, am I tempted just to kind of parade up to the front or think to myself, well, okay, like I'm here, these people get a load of me, right? Like, where's my throne here? Or am I going to sit here and I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, kind of elbow my way up to the front here and whatnot. These people are lucky to have me and uh, I'm the priest, don't you know? And I'm uh, so ridiculous. Where do we sit? When we go to someone's house for a meal, do we ask, you know, where would you like me to sit? Or do we just kind of presume I'm just going to be sitting at the front of the table? When I go to someone's house to watch a movie or just hang out wherever it is that I'm finding myself, do I ask, is this seat taken? May I sit here? And, and <clears throat> keeping in mind the importance of purifying our motives and our intentions, and I came across a powerful quote from Father Francis Martin about humility and about taking the lowest place following the, the, the guidance of Jesus. And this is what he says. He says, we don't take the lowest place hoping to get a promotion. Let's just stop there right now. Let's, let's, just, let's just consider that first part of his sentence. We don't take the lowest place hoping to get a promotion. What is my motive? What are my intentions in sitting at the back? Do I think, well, I'm going to sit here and surely someone's going to come and call me up higher and that doesn't happen. And then what happens? Well, I get a resentment, right? So that's obviously not God's will. That proper, that's not the proper motive or intention to humble ourselves. We don't take the lowest place, hoping to get a promotion. Brother Francis Martin goes on to say, the lowest place is the promotion. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> the lowest place is the promotion. Because who's at the lowest place? Who takes the place of the servant? It's Jesus. And you may not know this, but the reason why the bishop or the principal celebrant at Mass walks at the very back of the procession rather than at the front is because the person at the very back of the procession, he or she is the lowest servant. And so when we are, well, anywhere, we are called to say, Lord, how would you in this instance have me cultivate, practice the virtue of humility? I don't take the lowest place hoping for a promotion. The lowest place is the promotion and Jesus is sitting at the lowest place and that's where we want to be, sitting with him. Now, let's be honest, or I'll be honest, and I'll tell you, from my experience, oftentimes the best place to sit at a party or a wedding reception or a banquet or whatever is at the back, okay? At the back, beside the kitchen, uh, or for those of you who are so inclined, uh, the bar at the back, right? <laughs> instead of sitting at the front, you know, where all the big wigs are and the big heels and the whatever, the big dogs, I just, I just want to sit at the back, right? But yet I need to purify my motives in all this. Why do I do what I do? Am I doing what I do to draw attention to myself? Or am I doing what I do to honor and glorify God? And the third part of this humility, keeping in mind the, the readings that we have here today, is doing our duties and our responsibilities, the tasks that we have at home, school, work, etc. 
Again, why do I do what I do? First reading from Sirach says, perform your tasks with humility. And I think of the example of St. Bonaventure. The story is told that St. Bonaventure was working at the monastery, doing the dishes. And two delegates from Rome arrived to present to him his cardinal's hat. The Pope had named him a cardinal, and they were coming to give him his hat. And those are the days back in the Middle Ages when the cardinals were these big, big round hats, these big shovel hats, you know. And there are two different kind of small t traditions as to what happened. In one, he said to them, you see that tree over there? Go hang that hat on a branch, and I'll be with you when I'm finished doing the dishes. The second, second kind of tra tradition is that he said, just put that there on the floor, and I'll be with you in a minute. Regardless of which tradition is the more accurate one, and you can see statues where St. Bonaventure's the cardinal's hat is on the floor. Other pictures where the cardinal's hat is kind of hanging over here on a hook. Bonaventure finished his duty. Oh, they made me a cardinal. Oh, I'm so happy. Now, where are my red socks? I've been keeping these red socks in a drawer somewhere for the longest time. I knew this would happen. No. When I'm finished doing my duty, which in this case, for him, was doing the dishes, then he would deal with this cardinal's hat. Perform your duties with humility. How do we receive compliments, affirmations for the duties that we are doing? You give a talk, give a video, teaching, etc., acts of service, kindness, whatever it is. How do we receive that? Well, what I try to do, I have to share with you my own experience. If, if you can identify with this, praise God. My experience, I say to the person, well, thank you very much. I don't bat the way, bat away the compliments. Oh, forget it, I don't want to hear that. Bah. No, you say thank you very much because the person that's giving you a compliment, they are themselves trying to grow in charity, trying to cultivate a getting out of themselves attitude, right? So we don't want to poo-poo that, dismiss that. You, you accept the compliment that you have been given. But then, coupled with that, we give glory to the true source of the gift, of the grace, and that's God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, you give me a compliment, I say, well, thank you very much, I appreciate that. Praise the Lord, because really, it is what the Lord is doing, rather than what I'm doing. I'm just cooperating with the inspiration that comes from the Lord, and that helps us to stay humble, recognizing the fact that, you know what? It's just not about me. It's about the Lord. And Lord Jesus himself humbled himself so much, heedless of the shame he took upon the cross on his shoulders for you and for me. I'm doing the dishes. Go hang that cardinal's hat over in that branch or put that down right there, and I'll be with you in a minute. It's all about uh, humility. Hebrews, second reading, tells us that you have not come to something that can be touched. We can't touch the virtue of humility, but we can see the virtue of humility. We can see Jesus keeping our eyes fixed on him. And the Lord tells us in today's gospel, 
Self-exaltation leads to being humbled. Self-humbling leads to exaltation. And we know from personal experience, it can be very painful uh, to be humbled. If we get a little bit up, uppity uppity, right? Growing up at home, if we ever found ourselves getting a little uppity uppity, or actually if my parents found us getting uppity uppity because sometimes we're blind to our own uppity uppityness, if that's even a verb or whatever it is, dad would say to us, who do you think you are? Like little Lord Tweetsmere? <laughs> Little Lord Tweezbeer. Lord Tweezbeer was Governor General of Canada, for those of you who don't know that, back in the 1920s, I believe. Anyway, little guy. And who are you, a little Lord Tweezbeer? So just keep it down, like humble yourself, right? Remember who you are, where you're from, and give, give the glory to God. But it's a lot more painful to be humbled by the Lord. So pay me now, pay me later. Now it's cheaper than later, right? So cooperate uh, with the Lord. And perhaps one effective way to help us to grow in virtue is remembering the category of persons that the Lord says we are to invite to our own banquets, our own parties, social events that we host. He says, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Why do we invite them? Because they remind us actually that we ourselves are poor, crippled, lame, and blind without the Lord. And so we ask, we ask Lord Jesus, is that seat beside you taken? And he looks at us and he says, yes, by you. So let us pray. So Lord, we thank you for, again, the gift of this day. We thank you, Jesus, for this online family that you are gathering together. We thank you, Jesus, for anyone who is here new, anyone who's coming back, anyone, Lord Jesus, that is being awakened by your grace and by this ministry, Lord, to make of themselves an offering. We continue to pray, Lord Jesus, for anyone watching or listening here today, carrying heavy burdens in their life, that you would right now, Lord Jesus, speak to their heart, calm the waters of their heart, Lord, remind them of how much you do love them, that you are always with us, Lord Jesus. We pray also, Lord, for anyone who is far from you, Lord, in sin, anyone who is living under any layers of shame or embarrassment that you would just permeate all that lord just pull back the curtain on that lord jesus and just shower your grace shower your love and mercy into their hearts into our hearts lord jesus and lord we thank you for your example that you are not calling us to something that you have not done yourself we thank you jesus that you humbled yourself taking on our weak human flesh our sins, Lord, and dying to save us. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we would, by the power and enlightenment of your Holy Spirit, keep our motives pure. Help us, Lord Jesus, to do what you are calling us to do for your glory, Lord, not our own. And Lord Jesus, we want to sit with you. We want to sit with you, Lord Jesus, 
in the lowest place. Not so that we can get a promotion, Lord, but that lowest place with you is the promotion. So we just sit down, Lord. Sit down right beside you, Jesus. Help us to stay in the chair beside you, Jesus. The chair that you are offering to us right beside you. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. Well, God bless the rest of your day there. You uh, know the importance of, well, staying <laughs> caffeinated. <laughs> Stay caffeinated. Um, thanks again, Lynn, for the cookies. They're great. Thank you for all of you who have subscribed. Please uh, share this with those of you who, those friends of yours, family members whom you feel might benefit uh, from it. Uh, thank you for your ongoing financial support that helps keep this ministry possible and also for your spiritual support. If you have any particular prayer intentions, don't hesitate to pass those along to me. And I will certainly keep praying uh, for you. And I know you're praying for me. So thank you very much. Praise the Lord. So remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>